Hello again, friends. This is Mike. I guess we're still in the Happy New Year phase, so Happy New Year to everybody. I have a great interview today. It's with a group called Prodigy Healing, and we'll get started here in just a second. Hello again, friends and fellow truth seekers. Mike Nicholas here with another episode of the Soul Unleashed podcast, where my goal is to help you with questions you might have regarding the awakening of your soul, and particularly to help other left brain types, like I think I am, ask the right questions in our search for a deeper meaning to life. Ultimately, I want to help you unleash your soul from limiting beliefs and what I call smothering paradigms. So let's get started with today's discussion and interview. Today, I'm talking to a group called Prodigy Healing. Um, full disclosure, we are related. <laughs> uh, and this started, this interview, my desire to want to do this is because I was having some physical issues and I knew that uh, Mary Lee and Jamie, who are Prodigy Healing, I knew that they, they did this kind of thing. And so I contacted Jamie and he worked with me. I mentioned this actually during the interview, but it made a difference. It really helped me. Uh, I had some knee issues and they, they went away. Now, I don't know what happened or why that why that happened i also had atrial fibrillation and that went away now the way i check that is i got one of those little things you put your fingers on you can see it it went away i i saw my doctor about the atrial fibrillation thing like i should have and um, i had a procedure done ablation to get rid of that however that didn't work and then i went back to for another procedure and in the meantime i consulted jamie and we did the thing, and um, when I went back for the operation again, the second time, I was at a place in Washington, D.C., a MedStar hospital, and they said, you don't, you don't have uh, atrial fibrillation anymore. <laughs> uh, cool. But they did it anyway. They did what they were going to do, which was to, uh, they burn, I guess, part of your heart wall. I don't want to get into all that jazz. But the point is that Prodigy Healing helped me, and that's why I wanted to bring them to you. And if, as part of the new year, you know, you're thinking about you know, what I want to fix, what I want to do, not necessarily a new year resolution, but you have something that's bothering you, uh, these folks can help. And they do it remotely, and it's it's a pretty cool process that they use. They call, they call them modalities, so different techniques that they employ. Again, all this is stuff I would have thought was craziness, but uh, it really does make a difference. So here we go. All right, everybody, welcome back to the Soul Unleashed podcast. I'm Mike Nicholas, and today I'm really excited to have with me Jamie and Mary Lee from Prodigy Healing. And I'm going to let, uh, they're very friendly, I'm going to let uh, Jamie, <laughs> I'm going to let Jamie explain what Prodigy Healing is, and then we'll get into a little bit about how they do what they do. So please. Thank you, Mike. Yeah, so Prodigy Healing is something that my, so Mary Lee is my mother. We started it together. And both of us were able to get into this type of work, which we call energy work, energy healing. And what Prodigy Healing does is it basically it's our platform for working with clients. And we each have our own kind of strengths. We each have our own philosophies. We each have our own modalities that we use. And we're able to basically work with the client. We find things that need to be shifted. Basically, the theory is that everything is energy. So even matter is actually energy on the quantum level, and even thoughts are energy. So if we take that into account and we understand that if everything is energy, our thoughts are energy, we can manipulate energy, 
then an energy worker is someone who basically holds your hand through these processes of finding what you need shifted. And that could be like a toxin. It could be a trapped emotion. It could be trauma from childhood, whatever it is. It's just energy. And so we find that together and we're able to shift that into a positive energy. And by doing so, we release the negative energy, so to speak, and you're able to move forward. So we're basically removing these roadblocks for you energetically. We're actually not removing it. Actually, the client is removing it. We're basically holding the client's hand. But the whole theory is, is that through our intention with the client, we're able to shift these energies to a positive frequency to allow the client to move forward in whatever way that they want to, if that makes sense. Yeah, thank you. So, Merrily, how does that work? I mean, how, what, Jim, you mentioned the word uh, modalities. So, um, I don't know whether you two work the same or differently, I guess a little bit differently. But, Merrily, can you explain what it, how it actually works, how you do it? Um, I work via Zoom usually, and uh, you connect with a client, and the mo- modality is a way of healing a different. Uh, a different way to get at something that other modalities also get at. Um, but we can reach that in different ways. And so for me, I would meet with someone via Zoom. Uh, I just find it easier to actually see someone. But they also have the option of not, of not using the video. Um, and we connect. I use an opening prayer and a closing prayer. Um, a prayer is loosely used it's just a, an opening to the this session um to connect with them with their higher with their higher self and uh and so the questions the modality that i use often is called the body code or emotion code or i also use something called um, divine healing and that goes into a lot of different areas too and so once we connect with the client Jamie uses the same method, is you ask the client through muscle checking what they need. And so I have a whole list of modalities that are available. And so I ask through muscle checking, I ask the higher self of the client uh, what they need right now. And often we start with a, a positive statement. So something like, I'm in perfect health. The client might be feeling bad what we're working to and towards is feeling great so what do you need to feel great uh, and what is in the way of that what are the underlying reasons that you're feeling the way you are so that's in a nutshell what it is and, and with clearing one thing after another um, it opens up the whole system for uh, new energy to come to come in to uh, so it's not so closed in. We open ourselves up to love and light, new energy to help the body heal. When, when you say you connect to the client, are you talking about connecting via Zoom or connecting some other way? First of all, connecting via Zoom, but also with intention, as Jamie mentioned before. Uh, the intention is to have a connection with the client on a spiritual level. So that when I ask the universe, when I ask, what does this client need? And I, I muscle check. We have different ways of doing that, of checking yes or no answers. Um, 
that we're actually connecting on an energetic level to the client. Okay. So it's we're not we're not finding it. We're not finding the answers. It's the client that's telling us what to use. So how how did you either one of you <laughs> how did you get started doing this? Um and then how did you tr- I assume you train somehow to do this? Who wants to go first? So initially this I've always had kind of an interest in this for I don't even remember when. But in early 2000s, I was living in Japan. I was always interested in, in Reiki. And Reiki is where, or Japan is where Reiki started. And so I figured, what better place to learn it than, than here? So I went to Kyoto, which is where Reiki was started in that Kansai area of Japan. And I found kind of this traditional Reiki. And that's kind of where it started. I, I I took many classes there. I became I was able to become a teacher. And then I stopped using it for a long time until I got very sick. I had a pretty bad thyroid condition where I was hyperthyroid, meaning my body was producing too many too many too much thyroid hormones. And the endocrinologist, the Western doctor, basically said, Look, the only way that we can cure you, and I put that in quotation marks, is we will have to kill your thyroid using radioactive iodine. And then you are going to have to be on artificial thyroid medication for the rest of your life. And I said, no, thank you. And so I was looking for other alternatives to that. I found a naturopathic doctor who used a lot of these methods. Were you still in Japan this time? This is way later. This is like in 2018. Okay, so the Western doctor and all was back here in the States. Yes, thank you. Okay. Yes. Sorry. No, thank you for clarifying. And so after that experience of literally like after about a, a few months of, of working together, you know, we would get blood work done. So we would go to a lab, we'd get everything tested. And progressively those hormones, the, the right hormones were going back up and the other hormones were going back down. So they were, they were regulating. And it was just through this energy work. And because she had put me on supplements, but the supplements weren't doing anything. We had to take all the supplements off and we just did energy work. And after everything went back to normal, I was like, oh my gosh, like this is, this is crazy. Like, why aren't we all doing this? And so I decided to learn how to do that. I took lots of classes and then we decided to, to open it up to other people and and see if we could share that. So you you were kind of your own guinea pig, so to speak, in terms of how this worked. Exactly. Yeah. It was the process that you used to gain that healing. Was that Reiki, or was it something else beyond that? It was something else. I mean, I I would say Reiki is almost in a way old technology. If we're going to put it into into technology, like. The world and the universe, kind of where we're going, is shifting so rapidly that the healing modalities are also shifting very rapidly. And so Reiki is very slow. It works well, but it's very slow. And it's not as pinpointed. It's not as accurate as a lot of these other modalities. So the modalities that my practitioner used were body code, emotion code, divine healing, which my, which, uh, you know, Marilee uses. So those, three that she used, you know, 
Those are some of the ones that I learned. And then I also made my own. So putting those together, you know, we have a really good toolkit where we can pretty much diagnose whatever, you know, find the causes, the root causes for a lot of issues that people are having and clear a pathway to healing. And we've seen a lot of really great results with that on our own work. Cool. I'm going to, I'm going to ask you uh, a little bit about some examples of how you've helped people, but surely what's your story? how did you get started in this? I was open from an early age to spiritual things. Um, I knew there was something out there more than I knew of myself. So I think my path has been looking for that uh, since I was young. Um, And going on many retreats, eight-day silent retreats for 10 years, um, lots of things, and still searching. I ended up going to the same homeopathic doctor that Jamie had gone to. And so she was using that kind of healing with me, energetic, and it was the emotion code, the body code, and there, um, Dr. Bradley Nelson, and also Divine Healing, and that's um, a company in the UK. And so I really, it intrigued me, and how I wasn't sure how it worked, but um, I found that I was feeling very differently. And then I became interested in, well, how do you do that? I don't even know how you muscle test. What does that even mean? And so uh, I took my first class of divine healing, and that has five levels, and it goes into other branches. So I'm certified in all five levels and other uh, other modalities around that, as well as the emotion code and body code. And um, I, the first class I went to, I thought, what am I doing here? Um, but I knew there was something else. I knew there was something I had to explore and there was something there for me. And so that's how I got started. And yes, you do need to get certified in, in all of those, whatever we so, use. So just to, to kind of, um, <laughs> set the table, if you will, for, for my audience, just explain real quick what your faith background is. Start with Jamie and then, and then Marilee. You know, how were you shaped faith-wise growing up? Uh, I was reluctantly Catholic, we'll say that. Um, so growing up, you know, I was a very Catholic family, but I, the biggest issue is not necessarily that Catholic religion is, I have no issue with the Catholic religion. The issue was, is that I felt that I did not want to have an intermediary between me and a higher source. And I felt okay. that if Catholicism works for people or any religion works for people, then that's beautiful. And I completely respect that. And I think that that's one way to, to gain spiritual experience and to, you know, meet your spiritual self. I didn't really feel like that was for me. So I went on a more Buddhist path for a while where it was more of like an inter- like a lot of meditation, you know, becoming, you know, not eating meat anymore, that kind of thing. And that also helped me progress to a certain point as well until the point where I was like, okay, you know, maybe I don't need anything. It's just my own relationship with the divine that is what I find the most beneficial. Everybody's different and everybody's got their own path. As they say in Buddhism and also in Christianity, 
that there are a thousand paths at the bottom of the mountain, but they all lead to the same place. So whatever path works for different people, we're all going to the same place. It's just what works for each individual. I know, I know plenty of religions that don't say that. <laughs> there's, only, there's only one path. But anyway, um, Marilee, what, what's your story? Um, having grown up in a traditional Catholic family, we were uh, taught that and expected to go to church every Sunday. We were all involved. My brothers were serve, altar servers. We we all sang in choirs. So that was, it was just a way of life for us. And we were all happy. It was just the way it was. And um, I think as time went on, and I, I had said that I was interested in spiritual things, I thought the only way to do something spiritual was to the religious life. So I considered that for a number of years. And then that didn't resonate in, after six years or so. Um, I stayed with in the Catholic Church, and I thought, okay, maybe I'm going to make a difference, even though my views aren't exactly aligned. Um, and then, as more time went on, uh, I realized that it's not serving me, and I, it's not resonating with me as it was growing up. And so I have branched off. Um, I am longer in the Catholic Church, uh, and I'm I'm grateful that these ways have opened up and been available to explore uh, different ways. As Jamie said, to access the divine, we all have access, and so it was just a new way for me. And I find this that this resonates very well with me now. So we're still going to get to the examples, but just before that, since you guys have both mentioned the divine and divine healing, is there some connection that you have or have established um, that you didn't have before with some divine source of healing or what, what is the divine connection? How would you explain that? I think so with my own, experience with meditation and just trying to put myself into basically an altered state so that all of the ego, all of the programming that we have kind of goes to the side so that we can kind of feel that connection without any of the other stuff getting in the way. You know, that was, that's an important part of it. But you find that with, when you're working with a client, at least in my experience, that that automatically happens because you're there to serve. You're there to help them. You're there to basically help them help themselves, right? Because they're the they're their own healer. And when I found that when that happens, like I was able to connect so much better when helping others that it was night and day. It was it was an order of magnitude more powerful. And that stays with you, I think. So the more that you do the work, the more that you feel that in your daily life. And a lot of things keep coming through. So a lot of our own system, the Prodigy Clear, that was built from the ground up, it's not a standardized system. I mean, hopefully it will be. That's all things that have basically been channeled, if you will, through our healing. So as we find a client that needs something that we don't have in 
any of this like body code or emotion code, it comes through and we're like, okay, well, this is what this client needs. And so that's the beauty of it is like we there is an absolute connection that we can feel. There is absolute information that comes down, and you're like, oh shoot, where did that information come from? Well, it came from the divine. It came from your higher self or the other person's higher self in order to allow for this healing to take place. So just having that experience almost every time that I have a session is really confirming of that. And it keeps, you know, it's my spiritual progress and my spiritual path as well. You know, so every time I'm working with a client to help them, I'm also helping myself. So it's been a very interesting dichotomy. You mentioned Prodigy Clear. What is that a, is that a um, product that you offer? What, What does that mean? Prodigy Clear, I hope that soon that it will be able will be able to train people on it we're trying to standardize it but prodigy clear is our own system that really covers a lot of things that other systems don't cover um goes into some pretty crazy things and some pretty mundane things but it is our own system (laughs) so it goes from anything from toxins certain toxins that you might have just by being on earth all the way to kind of entities and you know things that you would pick up or quantum past life stuff uh parallel universe stuff i mean you name it all of this stuff is still energetic and can and can kind of interfere or affect your current life your existence the way that you experience it right now Okay, so it runs the gamut. Merrily, would you want to attack that? What you actually connect to? With the client during the session? Yeah. Well, I know you connect to the client because you've explained that, but I mean, what other source do you connect to? Oh, I believe we're all part of one source, one being. So the client and me when i'm working with a client we're all connected to the same source so me connecting to a client is not just the two of us it's we're part of the whole and so that's where information is coming from specific information about what the client needs is coming from the client and we're also connected to the whole Um, one cool thing is that we all have intuition and i find that as jamie mentioned that the intuition happens and when you're you put yourself aside that's the whole idea about this energy work is that we are here to serve and so put my needs aside connect to the client and be a part of the whole it's clear it's clearer and the intuition uh i i think surprised me at first that i'd be working with a client and then and as Jamie mentioned, oh, the client needs this. And then we muscle check, does does the client need this? Yes. Okay. Um, so I think that's, for me, that's the the divine. That's the one, the, the one, all that is, uh, whatever. Can, can, you explain what, can you explain what muscle check means? Is that what you would call modality? Or is that, what, what do you call that? What is that? Jamie, you want to take it? It's really a tool. Um, it's part of lots of different modalities. 
And so I'll just give you an example. So a lot of people have had muscle testing before, but they don't really know that they've had it. A lot of chiropractors will use it, acupuncturists, nat- naturopaths. So you, some people might remember like, oh, you stick out your arm and the doctor will try to press down on your arm to see if you can resist. That's a type of muscle testing. So that's direct muscle testing. Since Mary Lee and I are not in the same room generally with our clients, we would do what's called a proxy muscle test. So when we connect, so for example, Mike, if we're connected to you, if, we, if we're working on you and we muscle test, we're going to muscle test ourselves. So I'm going to muscle test me for you. And during that process, I, I use this kind of muscle test where I try to break. It's called, people like to do this, a circle in a circle or like two or fingers, you try to break the circle. So for those of you who are on audio only, it's oh. <laughs> Jim's demonstrating with Jim's demonstrating with a kind of an okay symbol with his fingers and pulling that apart. Right. So rather than pushing down an arm, I'm trying to open a loop of my fingers. Okay. And so if I'm connected to you, Mike, then that I'm 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 actually testing you. So if I say, Am I Jamie right now? It's no. If I am I Mike right now, it's testing yes. So that I cannot break the loop. That for me means yes. If I can break the loop, then that means no for me. And everybody muscle tests a little bit differently. You have to go through this process of learning how you muscle test and kind of create a baseline for yourself. But you can test it right now. You can you can muscle test yourself. You know you can try this. You can you know make a circle with your index finger and your thumb. And then on your other hand, you take your index finger and your thumb and you try to put pressure on the outside and you say, okay, my name is Jamie or my name is Mike. And if it's, you know, okay, I'll switch to myself. So I'm Jamie. My name is Jamie. So right now I can't break it. If I say my name is, is George, it's not, it doesn't resonate. So I can break it. And that's a very basic way of muscle testing. And sometimes that takes practice. Um, you know, you, you do have to refine it. There's a lot of different ways you can do it. You can turn it into a hundred point scale. It's not just yes or no, but, and other people use a pendulum to do the same thing, but Mm -hmm. it's just, we're basically just using a tool to confirm the intuition. That's really all that it does. Okay, great. So, so tell me some examples of, you know, how you've used this modality if i can refer to that to it as that or this system to to help people so it's it runs the gamut mike a lot of times people will come for emotional trauma like they've been through something difficult in their life and they're they feel like they can't progress because they're stuck like maybe some trauma is holding them back from a relationship or holding them back from moving forward in their work. And so we're able to find that trauma, energetically clear it, and then we'll generally see a very good progression with um, with their work. Like, like a lot of times they'll want to improve their abundance or they want to increase their, uh, their number of clients or something having to do with work is a big one for me. Another one is also like acute physical pain. So sometimes they'll say, oh, you know, I caught COVID and I'll work with them, do a session with them. And pretty quickly, those symptoms will go away. I've had clients with um, a lot of heart issues 
that have gone away. They have been able to avoid surgery or gone back into a normal state. And even things like knee pain or, you know, just issues with the body functioning well, a lot of digestion issues, mental issues, fears are a big one. A lot of belief systems are coming in right now where people feel like they can't do something or they don't believe that they can do something or they're capable of something. And so block, removing those blockages and helping people kind of be free of all that programming is really big right now. And ultimately, the goal is whether it's physical, whether it's mental, whether it's spiritual, is to get you onto a path where you can follow your own spiritual guidance, where you can get on your own path without having all this nonsense in the way. So that's really the ultimate goal for me anyway, with my clients. Okay. Really, do you have like, a, without divulging any names, like any specific uh, examples of how you've worked with somebody? Yes. Um, I, also, I'm, I'm thinking as Jamie was talking that um, our bodies are so capable of healing, healing themselves. And so what we're doing is releasing the uh, trapped um, emotions that get trapped, things that get trapped in our bodies from birth, even from before birth, that are causing our organs and our bodies to constrict and not be able to heal. Um, so releasing those emotions uh, can be so freeing, and it just allows the body to be able to heal itself. Um, I've had people who uh, physically have physical ailments, and you think with you know a neck pain that if you release anger that's been in your body and in your fields for years and years, that it's how could that be related to my neck pain? But all of that is when, as you release these trapped emotions that are generated by organs in your body, they start to affect your body in different places. And your body's pretty clever in pulling those trapped emotions. It's, it's like um, a fist size uh, amount of, of energy that's trapped in your body. And so wherever it is, it affects that part of the body. Um, for myself, I mean, we work on ourselves too. So um, every once in a while, I know that I've got to work on myself when I get a really sharp pain in my stomach and it's it can be debilitating. Um, and I get out the the app and I start working and releasing and releasing and releasing. Stuff, stuff is like inherited. We can inherit trapped emotions. We can inherit sickness memories from um, many, many generations. As you release those things, your body starts to, oh, okay, relax a little bit and then start to heal. So I have felt that relief. It takes maybe 15, 20 minutes for me for that. Um, and also working with clients may not happen right away. It may take two, three, four sessions before something starts to ease. And they'll finally say, oh my gosh, it's to, it, I feel so much better. And it may take a while. Um, Ex so I've had people that mean. were... Go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> before I no got worries. too far away from this thought, explain to us what you mean by you, got, you took out the app. What does that mean? Oh, I'm sorry. Um, 
for me, like in, if I'm in a hurry, I grab it's um, from Discover oh, Healing sh- and it's the emotion code and the body code. Thank Here's you. a picture of it. And that's, oh, that's cool. the body code. So we muscle check. Do I need this column, this column? What is it? And it goes into all different emotions or. I mean, the app's, not doing any, the app's not doing any healing, right? But the app is helping you know what to check or so you don't skip anything or it's a process thing or what? Just a tool like, to help us find it's a tool. stuff. So if okay. it's energy, it might go into emotions and then the emotions go into pinpointing where that's misalignment. Where's their misalignment? Okay, there's a, a stomach okay. misalignment. That probably came right to that. Um <laughs> And so then we release that through intention. We can release that. And then we muscle check to say, has that been released? Yes. Where's, um, where's the app come from? Through Discover, Discover Healing. Healing. Once Discover you're Healing. trained, okay. discoverhealing.com. When you're trained in the body, uh, the emotion code, you're, you can have access. It's a monthly fee, but you, you have access to that app uh, and then okay. also the body code. And then now your client doesn't, but you as a he- healer, you have access to it, correct? Yeah. Yes. Okay. And theoretically, like, Oh, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Please finish. That theoretically, thought. we, we don't necessarily need it. Okay. You know, things will just come through, but this helps speed the process up tremendously. Okay. Is is there anything that you have not been able to heal? Hmm. Like, is there anything that, uh, you know, I, I assume there's some things like uh, that you just can't, I, I mean, like what about somebody being nearsighted or farsighted? You know, are those things within your capability or what kind of things can you not address? I would say that what the person is not ready to heal. Um, when we connect with a client, we ask, what do you need? Uh, and so it's not us deciding on your side. Let's clear nearsightedness today. It's what what's the underlying cause of that? And if the client is energetically ready to let go, um, then we can work towards that. There's, you can't say that we can't heal this, can't heal that. I think I believe anything is reversible uh, and, and be able to be healed. That's not up to us. So, so I guess my original question then, is there anything that you've come across yet that you intended or the client intended to heal, but they were not able to heal? There have been, just just to go on your example of vision, so I have been working on my eyes and for the last three times that I've gotten new prescriptions, it has been reduced. So that's been interesting. Um, oh, cool. The doctor's like, oh, we don't, you know, your prescription's too strong. It's like, oh, okay, well, that's good. Um, I don't have a strong prescription anyway. It's mostly for, um, what is it? Astigmatism, but working on that too. We're, we haven't we haven't gotten that far yet, but definitely getting the, um, the eyesight a little bit better. So there have been clients, I only two that that I've had that have had major blockages 
where kind of every time we feel like we've we've gotten somewhere big something else comes to the forefront and one of the tricky things about this type of healing is that it's mental too in the sense that if we clear something to, with you often you will forget about it and so in in a good way and so i'll i'll you know I'll, i haven't walk, worked with a client in 3 or 4 months they come back and they have a whole new issue to work on and then i'll say oh well how was this knee pain that you had before how is this your arm pain and they're like oh i totally forgot that i had that and it's pretty remarkable that that is a very normal thing to happen and it it kind of leaves your brain because you realize that a lot of times we focus on our pain we focus on the things that are wrong and so it's constantly being in a cycle of intention because we're constantly thinking about it and so by removing that cycle as well we're able to free up those cycles in the brain which you know which is part of the healing process so for these two clients that i haven't you know that i keep running into roadblocks with it's it's basically that there is a blockage for believing that they're in charge of their own healing if that makes sense and that's kind of what i'm working on with them so rather than saying this i'm working on the symptom of a lot of, like long covid one client with long covid other clients with long covid no issue but with one client with long covid it's still a big issue for them and rather than working on those symptoms what's come through is that we have to work on their belief system and that is more critical for her for them than actually working on the symptoms so that's something that is a big shift and doesn't happen with all the clients and that's the hardest one to work on is belief systems it takes the longest time so in the in that process it takes a lot longer and it is more difficult for sure and for that i guess one client two clients i'm still kind of working on that with them if that makes sense yeah yeah um in a second here i'm going to ask you guys it's probably getting time to to wrap this up a little bit but i i do want to uh if anybody's listened to this podcast this far into it, <laughs> I do want to say something, um, which I didn't say at the, at the beginning. And that is that one reason I was interested in having you guys on my, my podcast and interviewing you is because I've worked with Jamie before, once before. Uh, and Jamie, this is when you were first getting started, I think. Mm, but yeah. you helped me with uh, knee pain. And I didn't know what the heck was going on or why it went away but it has never come back. Uh, both right. of my knees were, uh, <laughs> this was like a year and a half ago before I even started yeah. the podcast or even thought about a podcast. And um, so that was, that was pretty cool. And then the other thing, which is even more remarkable to me was you helped me with um, arrhythmia, my heart arrhythmia. Do you remember that? I do. So remember. we, yep. we talked about that and um, I bought that little app thing where you can put your fingers on it and it tells you what your heart's doing. I forget the name of the mm-hmm. app, but it's tied to your to my iPhone and put my fingers on it and it can tell me what my heart's doing. I could see that I had arrhythmia on this this thing. Doctors confirmed I had arrhythmia. They went and tried to uh, get rid of it for me um, by shocking me or something in my back. I forget what they did, but it didn't work. And then um, I worked with you. In the meantime, the doctor set up another 
thing for me where they actually burned part of my heart. Um, where the ablation? The, the extra, yeah. However, before the ablation, working with you, it went away. <laughs> so, so it, um, I still, I still went to the hospital. I told the doctor when I was in there, I said, look, I don't think I have this anymore. They still did the ablation. Um, and, uh, but I, I am convinced that it went away before the ablation happened, uh, because I could see it on that app that I no longer had it. So that, that is, uh, remarkable to me and why I was interested in having you, you know, and, and merely discuss on here, uh, how you do what you do. I, I haven't understood it. I haven't, I uh, really appreciated, you know, the training that you go through, but I, I do want to at least give that particular testimony that, um, I have seen it work. I don't understand it, but I've seen it work. Well, thank you. So that thank you. Great working with you. Yeah. So can you guys, um, just to, to wrap things up, what, what haven't I asked you that you would like to share? Uh, and then we'll, we'll finish with, with, you know, your, uh, website and how people can find you. But what, what haven't I asked you that you want to share? Do you have any crazy stories? What do I have any crazy stories or do we like, do uh, you? I'm just oh, asking yeah, Mary do you have any crazy like, sto- could share some crazy Marley, stories. Okay. <laughs> do you know one though? I don't know. I'll share one though. So Please. I did have a client who, who came, who she thought she was possessed. She was very convinced of this and this is not abnormal that a lot of people, you know, entities are a real thing. And depending on how powerful they are and where you are with your belief system, they can absolutely influence you, although it's rare. So she was convinced that she was possessed. And we checked. And I say we because it's not just me. It's me and her plus her team, her healing team. And so we're testing and we're like, okay, well, yep, you've got a really nasty entity that's really trying to mess with you. And as we're working through it, her voice is changing to like a deeper, like angry voice. And she's kind of going back and forth whether she wants me to continue working. And I'm like, look, I'm not going to do anything that you don't want. You know, this is a, this is a, this is a very, this is all related to permission. If I don't have permission to work on you consciously, I can't work on you. But she she fought through it. And it was tough. It wasn't like um, a movie. You know, it wasn't that <laughs> bad. But it was pretty intense. And things got crazy. There was a lot of voice changing, a lot of things that were said that probably shouldn't have been said. But we got through it. And at the end, we were able to clear those entities. She completely sounded like a different person. We were able to shield her. And shielding is a very important part of our process, actually, where we're basically fortifying your electromagnetic field to protect you against these kinds of lower vibrational things. We're basically putting you at a higher vibration so that the lower vibration stuff just can't even touch you, if that makes sense. And so we got her to that state, and um, she hasn't been the same ever since in a good way. So it's been, that was mind blowing to me. And that was really early on. And I've had a couple clients like that. So I wouldn't say that I'm an exorcist by any stretch of the imagination. You know, we're just doing what the client needs to be done. 
but that is kind of an interesting thing to happen. It's a little freaky and sometimes scary, but it wasn't, you know, not like the movies, but it was very interesting. So where, so where do these entities come from? So what we found is that there's different levels of entities. Sometimes they'll be very like, I kind of think of them as like ones that you collect riding the metro or walking around in a store and they're like little pieces of fluff. They're just little bits of consciousness that are attracted to us because of our positivity and they'll feed off of that a little bit. The higher that you go, the more powerful that they are. Often that subconsciously or in some state we asked for help. And often we asked for help and we didn't know what we were, you know, who we were talking to. Sometimes they can trick us and kind of sound like somebody that's a higher vibration. And so we'll ask for help. We welcome them in, but there's always a trade-off. Now, some people would say, oh, they're evil. You know, they're demons. It's not like that. It's really, they're just a lower vibration than we are. They're not evil. Nothing is intrinsically evil. There are things that are positive and things that are negative. And in this sense, they're generally more negative. And so when we clear these entities, it's not like we're casting them out and we're not exiling them to hell or anything like that. It's not like that. It's really, we're acknowledging their presence. We're actually giving them gratitude. We're saying, thank you for whatever you have done to help with the client in whatever way that that came through. We show them that gratitude and then we raise their vibration to a higher level where they can do something else and they don't have to come back and bug humans anymore, if that makes sense. You know, it honestly doesn't make sense to me, but I'm, I'm not, I'm not the arbiter of any of this stuff. So, so a lot of what you're describing is what people would say are demons or is in the Bible about how Satan and demons try to uh, pretend that there are other people or that they're angels and that people that are mediums, for example, or psychics are actually talking to uh, evil spirits pretending to be our, our loved ones or that have passed or whatever. But, right. um, but you're saying what you're experiencing is, is none of that. Would that be accurate to say? You know, everybody's experience is based on their belief system and how they perceive the universe, perceive the world. So it's highly possible that somebody would see it as a demon or that would see it in that perspective. But from the perspective of me working with them, that is not how they present themselves. They're not evil. They're just at a lower vibration. And then that can be interpreted as immoral or evil or whatever you want to call it. But really, it's just, you know, if, you, if you've ever listened to Bashar, who is an amazing... Um, What's the word I'm looking Channel. for? Channel. Channel. Thank you. I'm familiar so one with of the him, things yes. that okay, great. So one of the things that is very common with his channelings is that there is no good or evil. It's all positive or negative, and both positive and negative experiences give us the opportunity for wisdom and growth. But, and but honestly, you are that's saying just, that. You, go ahead. Uh, I'm sorry, Jim. James. Uh, James. Jimmy. You are saying that the negative energy or the lower vibration however is causing problems or pain for people that yeah. you're trying to help yes so it's, it's it's not neutral it does cause problems yeah it's definitely in the negative for sure okay. i mean some some of the the entities 
are shame. It's a low vibration. Um, and when our vibration resonates with different uh, low vibrational energies, they're attracted. We resonate. They connect with us. Um, so we can release those by raising our vibration, releasing them, then raising our vibration, bringing in love and light, um, living in love. I mean, if you, you know, God is love is what we've heard since we were little. It's all love. And that's what we're working towards by releasing this. And, and love is the highest vibration. Um, but we all get caught up in, in lower things. So what one of the things we can do is release the entities, the lower vibrational beings, if you will. But even shame can be a being. We release it to love and light, to its next step. Um, so it, it's all done in love. It's not, you know, we'll ban you. Uh, it's it's well, thank you for what you've given us. Um, can I just so, tell a quick story? Yeah, yeah. Please. <laughs> it's just a quick one. Um, but one of the things, well, first of all, I, I work with divine healing also. So I've got like, I don't know, maybe eight or nine manuals like this that are not in an app. So when I work, I've got to open, you know, with this, if this comes up for a client, um, it has so many things in it. Each binder has 26 different charts. Just for the record, Marilee was showing me a three ring oh, binder. Sorry. Okay. Go ahead. For those of you who don't have video. Um, <laughs> One of the things that came up with a client one time was color excess. And so I checked the color. What color is, is there an excess of? And it was navy, navy blue. And I said, look, I don't know what this means. She said, why would I have a color excess? What does that mean? And I said, was there ever a time in your life that you wore a uniform that was navy blue? She said, oh, I was in the Air Force. I said, okay, so it wasn't the color that was the issue. It was that time in her life that needed healing. So it, it brought us to a play, a whole different place rather than, well, let's heal this color, you know, to make you okay with navy blue. You know, it was that she needed healing for that time in her life. And so that's where the, the session went. That's the direction we went in. And so that's what you just follow. It's like a dance. One thing to the next. This is okay. We released this. Now we can release this, and that's what worked. What we worked with with her, and, and she's not the only client where that happened. So um, again, just we're, we're getting towards the end, but I keep getting more and more questions in my head. So when you're working with a client, what does that mean? Is it one time, multiple sessions, an hour long session? What What does it mean to work with you? Uh, typically, our sessions are sixty minutes. And so they would go online, they would make an appointment, and then we'd meet. I usually meet with audio only, Marilee meets with video generally. And we would go through and, and do this kind of Sherlock process where we go through and investigate, see what's going on. And when we do find things, we clear it. If they need more sessions after that, we say, okay, look, this session was pretty intense. So you're going to need three or four days to process this on your own. Just let it come through. You might feel some emotions. You might feel upset. You might feel happy. Whatever comes up, accept it. And it's okay. After that time of processing, if you feel that you need another session, then you can make another appointment. And so some people, you know, I'll see them a couple every couple weeks, sometimes every couple months, sometimes a couple times a year, or sometimes just one session. They're good. 
just depends for me anyway. Okay. Thanks, Jamie. It's barely same for you. Yeah. Same for me. It, it depends. Um, some people, we, we tell them up front, you're, you're probably going to feel some integration symptoms. Um, you might feel lousy for the next three or four days because your body's trying to process all of this. And the tendency for them is, you know, the next day I feel awful. I need another session. Um, we just tell them just wait until that four day period is finished and then reassess. So uh, some people can feel results quickly. And some people, as Jamie said, every couple of weeks, every couple of months, every six months. Okay. All right. So how do people find you? Prodigyhealing.com. P-R-O-D-I-G-Y. Prodigy. Mm-hmm. Healing.com. Okay. That's the best way. And, they, and that they, also has. Go ahead. Can, they can book appointments and everything there. Yes. Everything's through there. All our social media accounts. Everything is linked through prodigyhealing.com. And yes, you can make appointments there. Okay. Um, what other everything. social media are you on? You don't need to give me the links or anything, but I'm sure they can get to it from your website. But wh- where else are you? We're on Instagram, Facebook, uh, TikTok. No way. Okay. Way. <laughs> All right. Sounds good, guys. Thank you so much. You're Any welcome. other last you, minute things you want to add before we end? Uh, we got a special discount for people who listen to your podcast. Awesome. Do they use any kind of special code or anything when they sign up? Yes. How do they do that? Okay. So if for so the discount for people who listen to your podcast, Mike, is Soul Unleashed 15. Soul and they can use that for 15. a session. Yep. Okay. That gives them awesome. 15% off of a session. Super. And all this will be in the show notes for everybody's listening. Okay. Yeah. Great guys. I really enjoyed this. Thank you very much. Thank you. Yeah, me too. Thanks okay. for the opportunity, Bye-bye. Mike. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thank you, Mike. All right, that wraps up things for today's interview. Thank you again for listening. As I mentioned during the, the podcast there, all of the links uh, that we discussed are in the show notes. And also, of course, this you're listening to an audio version of this, but the video version is available on my uh, channel on YouTube, just uh, Mike, at MikeNicholas.com slash Unleashed. Pretty easy to find. All, all of my video interviews are up there. So, And also, if you get the chance... As always, if you hit the subscribe button wherever you download the podcast and you'll never miss an episode that way, you'll be notified when I release them. And more importantly, a review would be awesome. But thanks again for listening. Again, Happy New Year. And I'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye.